from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, July 9th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine outlined a new risk level map today that saw a number of Ohio's most populous counties upgraded to a higher alert level compared to last week. A total of 12 Ohio counties are now at a level three or red alert, up from seven last week. While Franklin County is no longer considered on the brink of being raised to a level four emergency, Hamilton, Butler, and Cuyahoga counties are now on that watch list. Montgomery and Trumbull counties remain at a level three alert unchanged from last week. Claremont, Wood, Pickaway, Fairfield, Lorraine, and Summit counties were previously at level two, while Huron is the only county to be downgraded from level three to level two. The heat index topped 100 degrees Fahrenheit in parts of Ohio today, putting people at risk for heat cramps. But Karina Nova says overheating can also lead to more serious problems. There's also heat exhaustion, paleness, muscle cramps, tiredness, weakness, dizziness, headache, fainting, nausea, and vomiting. And you'll want to get medical help if those symptoms get worse or last more than an hour. And the worst is heat stroke. Your body has extremely high body temperature above 103 degrees. So you might be red hot and have dry skin with no sweat, rapid, strong pulse, dizziness, confusion, or unconsciousness. Call 911. I'm Karina Nova. The Ohio State Department of Athletics announced yesterday that all voluntary workouts are being paused because at least one student athlete has tested positive for COVID-19. More from Dom DeBerry. Seven teams have been taking part in these workouts. We're talking about football, men's and women's basketball, men's and women's soccer, field hockey, and women's volleyball. The university is not saying how many players have tested positive, but they did say that any athlete that is tested positive will be self-isolated for at least 14 days. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dom Tiberi reporting. On the heels of that announcement, the Big Ten Conference issued a major statement today regarding the upcoming football season and all fall sports. ONN's Paul Keels has details. The Big Ten Conference announced today that if fall sports can be played, most notably football, they will implement conference-only games. This will allow for universal testing within the league, flexibility where it might be needed, and reduce concerns related to travel. Details for how football and the other sports will handle schedules not known yet, but it would remove non-conference opponents such as the Week 2 matchup Ohio State has had scheduled to play at Oregon. This is Paul Keels on the Ohio News Network. A 24-year-old Toledo man, Michael Mitchell, is charged in the shooting death Tuesday night of a man who played football with the University of Toledo. Jordan Strack has more on the victim. Jennyel Douglas, just 22 years old. He was loved on this football team here at the University of Toledo, and he was getting ready to take on a much bigger role this season on that defensive line. He played in seven games last year, played his high school football over at Start, where he was first team All-State back in 2016. His former high school coach, Tyson Harder, heartbroken. The way he worked and the way he treated others, he never felt that he was above anyone else. Everybody was on the same level, and he brought out the best in everyone. At the University of Toledo. I'm Jordan Strack. U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown says he has a preference for a new name for the Cleveland Indians. ONN's Dave James reports. The Indians and the Washington Redskins say they're considering name changes. Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown, who lives in Cleveland, says... I called the owner, left him a voice message. I think they should change the Indians' name to the Cleveland Buckeyes. 
the Cleveland Buckeyes were the Cleveland team in the Negro Leagues when they won the World Series in 1947, went to the World Series, the Negro League World Series in 45. It was in existence in the 30s and 40s. Dave James, I went in news. The board that oversees the Ohio State House and Capitol Square says it will cost around $158,000 to repair damage that occurred there during recent protests against racial injustice. The Capitol Square Review and Advisory Board says that tally from protests in Columbus between May 28th and June 18th doesn't include repairs for damages on other state property or expenses for the state highway patrol. The damage included broken windows at the State House that have since been boarded up. In June, it was also defaced with red hands handprints and the phrase hands up don't shoot in protest of police brutality. Three Northeast Ohio men are facing federal charges tied to a fraudulent tax refund check for $1.4 million. More from ONN's Michaela Madison. The check was reportedly issued to help a fictitious business and totaled $1.4 million. It was mailed to a Canton address and after receiving the refund, the defendants reportedly tried to launder the money by purchasing high-end luxury vehicles. 49-year-old Terrace Baker of Canton and 47-year-old Robert Rohrbaugh II and 43-year-old Brandon Mays, both of Youngstown, are facing several charges, including aiding and abetting false claims against the United States and conspiracy to commit money laundering. Michaela Madison, ONN, Canton. And a national coalition of labor unions, along with racial and social justice organizations, will stage a mass walkout this month to protest against systemic racism. Angela Ann reports. The effort, called Strike for Black Lives, will involve tens of thousands of workers who will walk off their jobs on July 20th, according to details shared exclusively with the Associated Press. Organizers say workers across the economy, including fast food, rideshare services, nursing homes, and airports in more than 25 cities, will strike to demand action from corporations and the government to dismantle white supremacy and to ensure the health, safety, and economic well-being of every worker. Angela Ann, ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.